and I want to ask you about obedience and that's yeah. why you're here today yeah. and for me I think especially as Christians like we know that it's good to be obedient we know that there are promises that come with the discipline that God puts us through but time and time again it's like we want to choose the wrong thing mm. I don't know if that makes sense like I consciously go or subconsciously go and choose something that I know is not going to produce good fruit in me yeah. how have you learned how to continually choose the right thing because I think you're very good at it you're the most disciplined person I know which is scary <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, well it was as simple as I chose the bad thing so many times and to such a degree that it got to a place where like I, I literally almost lost my life and then got to a place where I was like this is I can't move yeah so now it's it's easy to, to choose a good thing because I'm like it, it's better than that yeah and I don't want to go back to that yeah hands down Welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, my name is Dax and it's absolutely fabulous meeting you. Today I'm with my fabulous friend Santana. How are you doing? Wow. Yes, you're fabulous, Chubby. Cool, 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 cool. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Guys, to the people of the podcast. Hello, people of the podcast. <laughs> so I brought Ken Santana here because you guys like things and here we are. <laughs> Can I you tell guys you? guys like things. They like things. Can I tell you guys, you guys make Santana very uncomfortable. Like, let me first stress. Uh, yep. Just look at him. He's so shy. He no, doesn't know I'm what to do with himself. Okay. No comment. No comment. Be wise about this. No comment. No Must comment. I show them the video that you sent me that day on WhatsApp? Mm -mm, no, please. never. What never. video? What video? It doesn't exist. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Cool. So we're gonna start everything off with two truths and one lie, just to two get the icebreaker. Cool. You know, Shandy's in. So give us two truths, one lie, and then we're gonna dive into three questions from the girls on Instagram. Cool. Okay, so number one, mm -hmm. I got my ear pierced mm. by my friend, right? Mm -hmm. They took a needle, you know the needle apple method, put the apple behind, and and thankfully, we put a mark with a cookie, so we didn't have to do it more than once. Okay. But yes, my friend pierced my ear mm -hmm. with a needle at the house. Number two, I got my first tattoo. On the trick back, after surfing the whole morning, mm. and all I had in my stomach was a peanut butter sandwich, so I think I almost passed out, but I didn't. Mm. Number three, I have stabbed myself before, mm. accidentally, with a pocket knife when I was 10. Mm. Yeah, the problem is that all your stories have got so much detail. Yeah, that's why, and I, that's what I said when I was like last night. You I'm really thought about this. this. Yeah, I wanted to make it good. Okay, I'm gonna say that your friend didn't pierce your ear. I think that's the lie. Why? Because you told that story with so much... Like, that's the one story that has the most detail. So, like, story one, you, you've been telling me about an apple, and you even took a cookie, and I'm like, dog, why would you take a cookie to make a three-centimeter diameter you circle? You mark where it is, so that you don't miss. Yeah, but that's a huge... Why didn't you use a pen? Because pens don't mark on skin with a dot, easily. Oh. Santana just confess you're lying. It's the lie, right? Final answer number one. Yes. You are correct, actually. Exactly. Well I know a liar when I yeah. see one. Funny enough, I actually got my ear my ear pierced at the beach as well. I got my at ear the beach. pierced at the beach. You're a got beach a boy, ne? At the beach. Yep. Hmm. Mm. I like the sea. 
Mm. Oh yes, your your intro was I love Jesus more than I love surfing. It's also yes, that is that my intro? Yes, oh, yeah, on the, the on the boys video. Yeah, Can yeah, I tell so you like I knew surfer boys exist, but I thought they were like figments of imagination. Like in my boy. Yes, that's what you said. Like the vibes that you gave me was like I'm a surfer and then you showed me your YouTube videos and I was like, Wow, you are one person with the water. Whoa, whoa now. I like surfing. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know if I could claim I'm a surfer boy Because I think you need to be good at surfing But also I've never met a person who surfs in real life Oh fair enough Yeah, fair enough. yeah. Think about it It is weird In, my head, in my head it's people from the movies who surf uh, Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Are you a movie character? Exactly I You're mean, a real life person <laughs> So it's definitely very scary Very unlikely Are you ready for the questions? I don't know How honestly. are you feeling? Are you scared? I'm On a scale of 1 to 10 How nervous are you for these questions? 9 Nine. Yeah. That's very nervous, my F. You okay? Question number one: Are you single? Yes, but unavailable. Ooh, I love that. Number two: What's your ideal date? My ideal date. Mm. Uh, I think uh, start the morning with like an early morning walk. Uh-huh. Also depends where we are, but let's just say we can be anywhere all the time. Start the morning with like an early morning walk outside. Mm. Oh, so then, the date is going to happen the whole day? Oh, wow, okay. romance boys. Outside. Then <laughs> come back. Um, I'll cook some Portuguese cook. scrambled eggs. Guys, yeah. Santana's Portuguese. Did you know? <laughs> they don't know. Santana's <laughs> Portuguese, guys. I was so shocked when I found out. But also, like, I wasn't shocked. But I was. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, half. what Afrikaans yeah. boy's name is Santana? But yeah. also, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's very wild. Anyway, yeah. you're going to cook Portuguese so, food. Portuguese scrambled eggs on toast it's actually i don't think it's a what's portuguese, portuguese scrambled eggs it's something i came up with and i named it that because it's you got the red in the tomatoes <laughs> the green right. in the jalapeno peppers mm. and then the yellow in the eggs mm. so because the it's the flag hmm. okay and also because the portuguese man cooks it then after the breakfast go do you understand that you're you're digging a deeper hole for yourself yes <laughs> the beach uh surf swim like enjoy the beach day mm-hmm. then when it starts to get like okay we've been here long enough then go home obviously shower because you've got like beach sand not together separately yeah separately as, like as a woman and man of god yes yes because we're assuming we're not married in this mm-hmm. okay shower then maybe like an afternoon movie mm. yes and then after that have some sundowners on the beach Washa, you really love the have, beach, ne? Have a home before eight because the father wisdom. is. No, I not mean, just wis- oh, the wisdom. The father, yes. The father, father with a capital. F- yes, <laughs> that is his daughter, and I will not. No. I'm so dead. Okay, last one. What are your biggest pet peeves? Biggest pet peeves. Mm. Okay, I, I don't know if it's the biggest, but it came to my mind soon. It's like if somebody has a very annoying voice, and I feel bad about this because I'm like. You can't always choose this. I but get that though. if somebody calls my name, I get that, and it puts stress in me. Damn. Just them like <laughs> shouting for me. I'm like, mm. uh, I think that, and also just assumptions when people mm. assume things about them before knowing me, before asking you. Yes, and just assuming like, oh, I'm this or I'm that mm. or whatever. I think people assume a lot. I am also people, so I do that, and I hate yeah. when I do it. So because you hate that other people do it, and you don't want to be a hypocrite because you're not. Yeah. But I get the voice thing. I'm also like that because I'm like, if I hear a man's voice, I'm like, yo, dude, if I'm supposed to marry you one day, I cannot wake up next Imagine. to you. Imagine. And then that's every day, right? It's not just like, oh, when we're on dates, that's your every day. Forever. 
from the moment like from the moment up. you wake up until you sleep that's the last thing you hear and even if you don't spend Yo. the day with them you'll remember their voice now i'd day. also bury myself fz Yo. i would bye girl bye that was our f toho you guys know toho our f is that short for friend yes the whole time i've been calling you my f what did you think i was saying i didn't even realize that you chummy that too my f do you know i actually had this conversation with kelsey the other day because during prayer um what's his name cameron was leading aim mm-hmm. so aim is like this like it's like a mini intercession session that we have before service right yeah. and cameron was leading that and i think he said something i was like yeah that's good my f and everyone like kind of turned and looked at me like what? yes what? i do remember that, that? it's like hmm? yeah and then kelsey was like what is that and i was like my f means friend and she was like that's definitely not what i thought when you yes. said my f yes 100%. yeah so i had to walk around like just explain to everyone my f means friend i wasn't swearing yeah Ooh. yeah yeah very that, scary that, that was sketchy i remember hearing that and i was like but it's but normal to me it my mind. the thing is everyone on the street says my f so to me like it makes sense okay it's just because maybe i'm from pretoria ne? yes yeah pretoria midran joburg language they it's not the same much. it's very, not the same much. yeah hmm. Anyway, on to the real meat. I saw, I didn't know that you have a YouTube channel. It probably doesn't exist. So you guys don't even, don't even bother searching it. You're not going to find it. I You're not going to. Everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. I saw it because obviously unlisted boys have the videos. And I was like, sometimes you see a real life, like, surfer boy. Mr. I'm in the water. <laughs> what happened? Like, tell us about how did you switch from being Santana surfer boy six pack for the babies on the streets literally every second post oh six pack God. for the babies to mr wear crop tops with turtlenecks yo yo no. <laughs> um so i think i fell in love with the sea and the surfing because it was an escape from the where i stayed at the time mm. which was vorna valley so like no hate on vorna valley, Vona valley no isn't that a midrange? yeah no hate on this area it's okay just, i really love the outdoors and by the outdoors i don't mean like brick and walls and mm. houses i mean like trees and and grass. the sea and grass and mm. things like that and where i stayed it was a super built up suburban area so everywhere i looked it was either houses or walls or whatever so the sea was an easy escape and i mean my parents love the sea so it's Did no you grew wonder. up on the coast not at all actually huh. um i went you didn't grow up on the coast when i was 15 um the end of my grade nine year mm-hmm. i went to my friend's house on the last day of school and he had a skateboard and he taught me a trick and i was like i'm sold take my money so i went and found an old skateboard lying around my house started skating that december i went to the coast with him his family surfed and they taught me how to surf and i stood up and i was like sold this is that's this crazy is and then from about 15 i went all the way into that um i think as a coping mechanism because before that i went through not I went through I I uh, put myself through I think <laughs> a bad breakup with okay. my first girlfriend it was scary was dating for like 14 months in grade 8 oh I thought you were going to say 14 years I was like no, my brother no, no, you are no. not even that old no, 14 months in grade 8 and then I kind of came out of it like I don't have any hobbies my only hobby was being a boyfriend so it was no oh. wonder when skating and surfing came along I was like yes uh it was a way to be outside and to surf and to escape the concrete jungle I lived in. Mm. And it actually became a huge idol. Um, before interning at the church, I was 100% going to go um, straight to the sea after school. Unless you told me about this. Me, yeah, yeah. Be like scuba diver, instructor, or something, 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 something. I was just like, I just need to get to the sea. But then good friends of mine helped me to see that 
maybe that was an unhealthy way of doing it. Mm. They, what was good is they didn't call me out and be like, you're being stupid. They were like, bro, let's look at this in wisdom. Yeah. So then, um, as I came to International Church, that kind of fell away a lot. Um, but now that I think I'm learning to have a balance with it, yeah, I can surf and I can skate without making that my whole life an identity. So yeah. Now I still love surfing, still love skating, still love being outside, but I don't think I would say, "Oh, I'm a surfer dude, dude." Yeah. I'm a skater guy. <laughs> That's funny. I would though. <laughs> I'll take it. Like it's not a bad thing to be called. Yeah. Mm. I just think it's crazy. I love that you. Well, I don't love that it's an idol, but I love mm. that you called it an idol because in my head, and I think in a lot of people's heads, it's kind of like idols are, like. You know? These little statues you have. That you statues, but like more than statues, like we make things like relationships idols. We yeah. make like, there's common idols like drugs maybe or mm. alcohol and all those other kinds of stuff, fame, Instagram yeah. likes. But like, I've never heard someone who said surfing is an idol. What is an yeah. idol? Can you break that down for us? Yeah. Like, what do you define as an idol? So I would say an idol is anything you worship or serve more than you would God. Because at the end of the day an idol is something that's taking the place of god in your life yeah um so full disclaimer i'm talking like to, to christians now this is not a debate of should you follow god i'm assuming there's an understanding that we love god god mm. is amazing he's our father in heaven we know because he's our father in heaven because he's the creator of all things he deserves all worship and and service and and like our entire lives are essentially owed to him yeah because we're breathing because of him now if there's something else that's sitting in his place of receiving the worship and service and praise and all of that i'd say that's an idol and idols can be good things or bad things yeah like you can have a bad idol i.e pornography drugs mm. alcohol or you can have a good idol relationships children marriage marriage um you name hobbies anything can become an idol i think a huge one in today's culture <coughs> this is probably going to get a lot of hate but i'm saying it anyways is gym I think a lot of people go, me the, see me, I'm not hard. an idol worshiper. Let's go straight to gym. <laughs> Whereas like, maybe if you went, oh frick, I'm really struggling right now. Yeah. Let me, instead of going to gym, dive into some word, those issues would actually be worked through. And I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. I did this. I was like, let's go gym and rrr, hence the, oh yeah, six, six pack babies. Every time I was upset or whatever, it would either be like surf, skate, or gym. gym. Mm. And it didn't get me anywhere. So, I think that's how I would long, long version describe what an idol is. What would you say an idol is? I think for me, and Mash actually called me out on this like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, after SNL and I was chatting to him and he was like, why do you work so much? Like, mm. you work around the clock. It needs to stop. And I think at some point during one of my sabbaticals, is it a sabbatical? Yeah. It's a sabbatical. Long break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my sabbaticals, like I remember I was reading devotion in the word and it was kind of like I realized that I have so many feelings mm -hmm. that I don't really confront because I'm an eldest child. I've learned how to be emotionally intelligent enough to get things done so that everyone else in the household doesn't have to suffer. Mm -hmm. Like there's way too much responsibility for me to be in my feelings. So yeah. I get things done and I'll deal with my emotions later. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that is I never actually got around to dealing with my emotions, but I found myself in a, how old am I? 22 year old cycle of just working even harder mm -hmm. whenever something 
emotionally upsets me so for me what i've done is i've realized when i get to a point where i work myself to burn out i take a moment to stop and ask myself is there something that happened recently that upset me that i haven't dealt with that Mm. you need to go take to god good that you're aware of your triggers like that because it took me a long time to notice all the things that i don't do just one thing though i'll do that as well so i'll do that i'll do surfing i'll do a whole bunch of random things Mm. and i'm learning what they are so now like you said when when we're doing that we can go hold up how's my heart doing yeah like like, am i fine is everything okay yeah and usually it's not so yeah good definition i think i even realized with like netflix because i'm not someone who really watches tv like that and on days where i do watch i'm like why am i watching so many series and i remember it's like i'm trying to distract my mind and just keep it busy with other stuff which is kind of wild yeah yeah i do the same but what was like the turnaround point for you like at what point did you decide because i think the thing with and i want to ask you about obedience and that's why you're here today and for me i think especially as christians like we know that it's good to be obedient we know that there are promises that come with the discipline that god puts us through Mm. but time and time again it's like we want to choose the wrong thing Mm. i don't know if that makes sense like i consciously go or subconsciously go and choose something that i know is not going to produce good fruit in me how have you learned how to continually choose the right thing because i think you're very good at it you're the most disciplined person i know which is scary (laughs) (laughs) thank you um well it was as simple as i chose the bad thing so many times and to such a degree that it got to a place where like i I literally almost lost my life oh wild not necessarily like oh my gosh i almost died well, actually, I probably... What does lose your life for me and my brother? So, um, when I went through the breakup and mm-hmm. I was trying to find myself... This I, is in grade 8. Yeah, grade 9. Uh, so, I dated her from grade 8 into grade 9. Oh, okay. Broke up in grade 9. Then I was kind of okay for a bit, but then I got wobbly because my faith was built on her. So, oh. when you take her away, the faith falls down. Yeah. Guys, stop <laughs> bringing guys to church so you can date them. No, to convert doesn't work. Just don't do it. Just don't do I it. I still believe in it, though. No, don't I'm do joking. <laughs> But yeah, so then um, it got to a place where I was like, okay, let's try to fill this hole. Um, so I dove into party life, drinking, Twice, uh. girls, uh, later on drugs as well. Um, and then I did that for quite a while and then ended up losing my virginity while I was drunk one night. Um, Try to fill that hole with a relationship that lasted like three months ended it then not long after i ended that relationship i almost became a dad that's scary and i was like yo if this had happened in grade nine well by that time it was going to grade 10 if this had happened if i had become a dad at 16 would i have sat with the situation and like when i was honest with myself it's like no i probably would have like killed myself that's crazy straight up to me you're gonna kill yourself yeah because how do you deal with that how do you deal with that? And it wasn't even like I had something to live for because I was hurting so much. That's why yeah. I was doing all the stuff. Yeah. But now the stuff that I was trying to, like, heal the hurt with was hurting more. So I was like, honestly, what what is the point? Um, and that's when I came back to church because I was like, I don't know what I need, but mm. I just know I need to go to church this weekend. Came to church, and I think that's when things started to shift. I was, like, just turned 16 came back to urban life and everyone was so welcoming so happy to see me and that helped but the the real thing was when i was in the service 
listening to worship and God was just loving on me mm. and ministering to me and hugging me and telling me like I'm a son, I'm loved, I'm not dirty, I'm not damaged, yeah. I'm not broken, I'm not all of these things that I thought I was. Then things started to shift. However, it doesn't mean I was perfect. Yeah. From from that point, I had addictions that I developed. Yeah. Right. Um, some were were from after the breakup. Some were from years before, like yeah. eleven, age ten, eleven. So now, came the process of outworking, like alcoholism, uh, pornography, um, like sexual behaviors and lust, um, even drugs to an extent, but not really. I didn't yeah. really go down that route. Um, thank the Lord Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, then uh, that became an outworking. Yeah. And I think it was just that. I chose the bad stuff to a point where it really, really hurt me. Yeah. And I burnt my fingers badly. And then I learned like, okay. Maybe like, I should go is, back. This is not worth it. Yeah. The way I could kind of explain it in a simple analogy is I ate so much junk food to the point where I was like so spiritually fat. I couldn't get up. I couldn't do anything. All I wanted to do was die. So then I was like, <laughs> Don't say it like that. I'm going to speak plain. All I wanted to do was die. I prayed for death so many times. Mm, in drunkenness that's scary. and all of that. And then got to a place where I was like, this is, I can't move. Yeah. So now it's it's easy to to choose a good thing because I'm like, it it's better than that. Yeah. And I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. Hands down. So I don't think I'd say I get it right all the time. But that's a definitely a good motivator for me. But it's not the main motivator. But I want to I wanna take you back quickly to before you came to church. Because now you're speaking about you got to church and then in the service, that's where mm. God did the work. But I think for a lot of people, especially with the path that you find you have as a person, getting to the point where you even have the guts to go back to church is a little bit like crazy because there's so much negative self-talk the enemy comes and sows so many different seeds that make you believe that if i go back to church first of all people are going to judge me yeah, yeah they're going to look at me they're going to you know, i almost said something in the neck but then i realized <laughs> you're not going to hear me that's <laughs> okay like, the people will hear the people will hear me, me. But also, no but it's, it's gone now the moment is dead the moment is dead but how did you like what was the process of getting yourself to a place where you actually had the liver to come back to church yeah amidst everything that's going on in your mind well it definitely wasn't me it was great friends so i started coming to church i would say regularly and actually out of my own when i was about 12 100 percent, i was coming for out the of girls. your own yeah at 12 yeah no, okay but i was coming for the girls let, oh. let me just be honest now it was youth i was like there are girls there mm. i'm 12 and those girls might I have been fire eh? <laughs> uh, yeah so then i started coming to church because of that my mom actually encouraged me to come the mm. first time but i kept coming because of the honey friends and like this is such a nice community to be in yeah um and i heard good preaching and good pastoring and 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 all that stuff but that's not what brought me back what brought me back was knowing that i could step into a room with the leader and tell him exactly what had happened and he wouldn't come down on me he wouldn't like say i told you so or anything like that he would just be loving and mm. just be genuine and that's exactly what I did. I came back after that experience, about six months later, after I had come back to church um, when I was 16, I literally sat in a room with him, told him everything I did. Mm. And he just stood up. He said, dude, I'm so sorry. And he, and he hugged me for like, it probably felt a lot longer than it was, but it <laughs> felt like a solid three minutes hug. hug. And I was like tearing up. And I was like, this is so good. So that's funny. I don't think that I would say there's like a formula for those looking to come to church mm -hmm. i think i would say for those of us who are in church there's a 
an invitation to be that person that is welcoming, that is friendly, that oh, is that's just so good. loving, so that if you meet someone, doesn't matter if you're at church or not, mm. they might have an experience with you as a Christian and go, that Christian person made me feel so loved. When I'm at my most broken, that's where I'm going to run to. Yo, Santana, that, you see that right there? Mm. That's a word. That was so good to me. Because if it wasn't, it wasn't me and my own strength, it was actually my own brokenness that drove me to church. And I just came to a familiar place that I felt safe. Yeah. And that wouldn't have happened if there weren't people who chose to be that familiar face who's loving, who's happy to see me. Mm. Um, I mean, I've heard story after story of people coming to Urban Life. Yeah. Great friends, great community, fall back into whatever hole they find themselves in, drugs, alcoholism, pornography, sex, like whatever it is. Yeah. And they come back expecting people to be like, oh, I can't believe you did this. Where have you been? Yeah. But finding people actually going, so good to see you again. Yeah. And they're like what me yeah do you know where i've been and they're like doesn't matter welcome back greet greet you with hugs and smiles and all of that yeah and that breaks down way more walls i mean reminds me of the verse kindness of the the kindness of god is what leads us to repentance Mm. it's not him going like ah you did it again yeah like be better it's literally the fact that we expect him to do that yeah but he goes i love you you are blameless and perfect in my sight I'll do it again. I will I will um, come and find you in your dark place again and again. I love you. You're perfect. Just always. Yeah. And then that produces repentance and, and stuff. But I think it's more on the responsibility of us Christians. Yeah. Who are in church, who are in the world, to, to be those safe spaces for people. So that when they do find themselves there, they choose to run to the church mm. and not the bar. Yeah, that's I actually want to know. So, like, when you're, because I really love the fact that you're saying now this is the focus is not on how do I bring myself back. Now you're saying, let's charge ourselves to be those people, to yeah. be the safe space yeah. and welcome people in. Yeah. But like in your everyday life, practically, even like in the world and stuff mm. like that, with friends that you know are going through brokenness and hurting, how do you actively love them without them feeling like, oh, there comes Santana, my Christian friend, coming to convert me. Mm. That's a good question. I'd love to know the answer to it myself. <laughs> I have, I have, I don't know how many friends that I'm praying for that I'm trusting. And I'm just like, God, please, would you do something here? Because every time I love on them, mm. it feels like it's not going as far as I'd want it to. Yeah, so they're kind of just like, cool, thanks, man. Or it feels like they are thinking oh this is not organic how could it be mm. he's just a christian doing his christian duty he doesn't actually care about and that's me. what's so hard and and what i've been learning is that um love and time invested in a friend is never wasted mm. even though you may not see the benefits you're sowing seeds in them and you're sowing seeds in this world that god sees and that he's going like i'm gonna work with that yeah because at the end of the day it's not up to us to save people it's just up to us to sow seeds God will do the watering. God will do the growing of the plant. I mean, yes. literally, can you, in your own efforts, tell a plant to grow? I mean, I used to sing for my plants back in the day, but hey. <laughs> but you can't go like, hey, grow now. Yeah. God made the processes within that thing to make it grow. But it's my job to water the thing. Exactly. And fertilize all we do, the thing. All we do is water. All we do is plant seeds. Yeah. All we do is put the thing in the light. Like, that is our job. We can't actually make it grow. Only God can do that. And that... I think is a good thing to keep in the front of your mind because it takes a weight off of you to go, Barbara, 
you need to save people yeah today if you don't save your quota of five christians you're they're gonna go to hell and it's like jesus man scary how can you put that weight on yourself yeah no your job is just to use the opportunities you have to talk about god and to share him and you can you know that you can share the love of god without mentioning god once I have a friend of mine. I won't say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. But oh, Hexy. I love this dude like crazy, right? And I don't know what his relationship is with God, but he he doesn't speak about God. He doesn't really go there. I think he grew up knowing who God is and all that, but I wouldn't go as far as to say I think he's Christian. Then again, you never know. Like, I don't know what's going on in his heart. Yeah. I don't think he's Christian. <clears throat> but that dude represents the love of God better than a lot of Christians I know. And I go like, how? Half the time he does it, he's drunk or high or something. <laughs> but he's loving on people. I'm just like, dude, Christians can learn a thing or two from you. Mm. So, yeah. You're actually reminding me of a story when you're talking about seeds and stuff. I, I remember a story that I saw on your Instagram with the collabs. Mm. Can you tell us that story? Because it's such a good story. No problem. You guys can go check it out on my Instagram for more details. Yes, follow on Santana, guys. But don't comment snacks oh things. Gosh. We're watching you. <laughs> so, I get winter hands. Basically, it's like Job and Frostbite. Mm-hmm. Um, my hands get cold. They swell up. And then, if they are not moisturized at that very moment, and I bend my fingers... They crack and break and really? break open, yeah. So I work outside a lot in the early mornings in winter, setting up for church or whatever it is. Um, and I didn't have decent gloves, so my hands were breaking and getting all messed up. Um, then I, I went to try and buy gloves because I was like, this is getting ridiculous. My hands are literally bleeding. Yeah. Um, and I said to myself, okay, let's look at the budget. I can afford 200 Rand gloves. Cool, let's go look what there is. <clears throat> and I found this pair of gloves that looked perfect but it was 400 bucks mm. I was like, damn well guess i'm not buying gloves oh well things are just gonna have to bleed um not that. and then a friend of mine heard what was going on he heard the struggle and he was like dude i'll pay half and i was like dude wh- wh- why like it's just that dude i'm feeling like god is stirring me to bless you in this way i'll pay half not knowing that half was 200 bucks which mm. would mean I would only have to pay 200 bucks which fits the budget exactly and I was like oh, thank you Jesus and there's oh my gosh story after story after story I'm, I'm not going to say who it is but another God story this shirt I'm wearing right now mm-hmm. I did not buy it with my money okay <laughs> somebody came and, and gave it to me mm. they gave me two awesome shirts that I love like and they were just like dude God put it on my heart to give you this and I'm like what yeah. Now there are times when God stirs in me to give to others, and I think a lot of times I think I'm giving a hundred rand, I should get a hundred rand back. Yeah. That I don't think that's happened once. Usually I sow something that God has put in my heart to sow. Maybe it's tithing more. Maybe it's giving a really big tip at a restaurant. I don't know. Like yeah. whatever He puts on your heart, you'll know it's God. And then I'll see little things like I get given two T-shirts. Yeah. I actually needed T-shirts. I was yeah. waiting till Black Friday to go buy some, um, or gloves, or whatever it is god just makes these ways mm. um to come through and, and things like that but yeah i think that's a a decent summarization of the story of i the love gloves. that i actually want to take the time to honor you because as you're speaking i'm thinking about like how much i've actually seen you do and if there's anyone at this church that i've seen work 
my f it's you literally guys santana serves like from early hours of the morning and he's usually like the last person to leave here but in my head is like not once have i ever seen you like oh my god i need to go open the umbrellas oh my god i need to go do this and do that and for me what that communicates is i don't know if you know the scripture i think it's in proverbs 1916 or 1690 i don't know girl i'm not a bible encyclopedia but um it says when you help the needy god you make a loan with god like god owes you and i think when i listen to the stories that you share on your instagram and i look at just how god works in your life it's pretty evident that the seeds that you sow in your service to other people people that you might not even see the effects of the sowing that you're doing with kind of just multiply in your life in the most random ways and i think for someone who's watching and wants to be a person that god can use freely and obviously as a result like god can actually no that's not what i want to ask you i want to ask you how do you make sure that your motives when you're sewing yeah. right because i just remembered this how do you make sure that your motives when you're sewing are not let me sew so god can bring back like how do you how do you sew from a pure heart? Like, how are you obedient from a pure heart and not from a, yeah, God is a lotto machine. If I yeah, put in yeah. this much, that much is going to come out. Okay, first of all, I want to say thank you for the kind words. And also, I want to say, it's a good thing you've never seen me like, oh, I have because that means I'm hiding it well. Oh, that's crazy. I'm not always <laughs> That's funny. Many Sundays, I go home like, I just need to go exercise away my frustrations i'll go home not I'll the exercise again do my do my gym i'll go for a run hey, six pack boys. I'll, I'll exercise more than i should probably because mm. the next day i'm always sore uh to deal with like frustrations but god is doing a work in my heart hallelujah it's getting better like every weekend um but thank you and that's not fully true i'm not the last one to leave but I you are i always see you like oh guys i lock up the office it's me <laughs> am i lying no, Who was the last person to leave the office on Friday? Not me, because I had worship practice. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, but that was an exception. Okay. That was okay. one day. But thank you for the Yeah. Okay, back to your question. I don't know. A lot of times I think I've done it with bad motives, but you just keep on doing it. And oh. God starts to teach you, like, this isn't about that. Because also, like, if you give expecting to get something back, you learn very quickly, like, that's not how it works. Yeah. And you go broke quick. Like I've given, and then been like, "Hey, where's my, where's my dollars, God?" And then comes the end of the month, I got seven rand left in my budget. I'm like, "Eesh, dang." But when I have given and gone like, actually, okay, I've learned my lesson. You're saying give, and I'm gonna give because it's what you're telling me to do. Mm. And my money is not mine to keep. That's a really good realization. Yeah. The things I have are not mine to keep. They're mine to steward. Mm. Right. So the money that I have is not my money to keep yeah like, it's not like oh this is mine i need to protect it yeah it's my money it's more like okay i'm holding this for now who am i going to give it to yeah where am i going to spend it yeah sometimes most of the time that is on ourselves because we do have to live but every now and then god's like i want you to send that person's way and how do you know it's god like for you personally how did you come to learn that it's god speaking to you I think it's different for everyone but for me there's a stirring in my spirit and it's there's a knowing that like if i don't do this and i leave this situation the shopping mall this whatever mm. without doing this i'm gonna regret it and sometimes i've been like that's not god because <laughs> it's something i really don't want to give away and i'm like it can't be god god would never like punish that. me like that yeah like uh, uh, god gave me the money to buy this thing why would he tell me to give it away no god wants Surely, me to leave a ton back. Like, yeah god wants me Bro, there's been nights when I, it was cold. 
I came in a jersey. God's like, give them the jersey off your back. I'm like, bro, God doesn't want me to be cold. <laughs> uh, God would never do that. I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> God knows. And then, so with me, mm. it's, it's it's like this this this. I don't know what you'd call it. It's like spiritual nausea comes up. Spiritual and I, nausea. I get like like uh, uh, cold sweats. So like I feel like I got a fever. Mm. Something my stomach's not right, and I can feel God pressing, like just putting his finger on it, going like, dude. You better. I'm talking now. Don't miss it. Mm. Don't miss it. And it's not even like he's forcing me. He's just, he wants me to know it's him. So that if I say no, I know I'm saying no to you God. You chose that. I'm saying no to God's instruction. Um, and then I usually go like, damn, okay. Like, here's this jersey, man. God told me to give it to you. Mm. Um, and in the moment, I can feel a stir in my spirit. And, and it's almost like, like my heart drops or something because I know I know this is God mm. there's, there's, there's no two ways around it and if you think about it if it's not you're giving away stuff you're blessing other people you're being generous that's never going to be a waste yeah so I, I had to learn that it's not like okay I have to make sure it's God it's like I think it could be God mm. I'm going to give this person this anyways because it might not be but then you get to bless someone anyways yeah and that'll turn their heart towards God um, especially if you're accompanied with like, hey, God just wants to tell you he loves you. Yeah. Even if it's not God, you're giving someone some money or a jersey or a whatever. Dude, are you the person that walks in malls and then says to people like, God wants me to pray for you. Shall I pray for you? Yo, I've never done that. You've never done that? I have been challenged a couple of times by God to pray for people. And I'm like... And you didn't. I've done it now and then, but there's, there's definitely times where I haven't done it. Like, there, recently there was a time where... God challenged me to pay for someone's groceries like right in front of me because mm. their card was being funny. It actually wasn't their card. It was the machine. Okay. I found out. But their groceries was like a quarter of my salary. I was like... A quarter? My oh, Lord. God. You're asking for a lot. You already took 10%, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I had less than 100 rand in my account. I was like, now I must transfer from savings. And, and then I didn't do it. But it wasn't one of those things where God made me feel like to do it mm. it was more just like he was saying here's a chance to yeah. flex your faith muscle and your generosity mm. I didn't take it and he was like that's okay like I'm not mad at you I just wanted to give you a chance I like that I felt bad afterwards I was like dang I, I missed out on a, on a chance to practice being faithful mm. and he's like yeah you did but it's okay there will be more times just remember this one for the next so mm. there's definitely times that I don't do it and I don't think God's like mad at me or whatever or disappointed i think he knows because he knows the end from the beginning yeah but he's more just like you've missed out on a chance to grow yourself mm. but that's okay and Everybody can you does. remember a time when you doubted god but you did it anyway and you could see the result of it like has that have you ever been able to see like the immediate yeah i mean i think most of those times i do doubt god at first unless it goes to the point where i'm made to feel like spiritually nauseous, nauseous. <laughs> Most times I'm like, is this God? Uh, okay, let's just do it anyways and see. Um, okay, but give us a story. Like, it's so between us. My little brother walked into my room Wait. and he said his knee is sore. And I was like, oh, I also have sore knees. And I've been praying for my knees and Chris has been praying for my knees. And, and Chris prays for everybody, guys. Yeah, and people get healed. Unfortunately, my knees were still giving me issues at the time. Actually, still now, like, I'm still trying to sort them out. So mm. sometimes this is a walkabout. But, anyways. My brother walks in, he's like, my knee's sore because he was limping. And God said, pray for him. And I was like, uh, I've been praying for my knees and they're still funky. So 
I hey. don't know if it's gonna happen, but I'll pray. And I walked up to him, and it wasn't even like a heartfelt like fire. You're gonna pray. I was just like, oh Lord Jesus, healing. Thank you, Jesus name. We love you. Amen. Mm. And then I, I walked back, sat down, because I was at my desk studying or something. Um, and then my little brother like squats a little bit. <laughs> And then he does some squats and he's like, Santana! It's better. And I, and I look at him and I'm like, what? That's so funny. I was like, no ways. And I was like, do some squats. And he does some squats. I was like, no pain, like, no pain. <laughs> and when you were praying, it, it felt all warm. And I was mm. like, oh my word. Like this really happened. This, this just happened. And I was like, oh, no, it wasn't me. It was God. Yes. Huh. It was just, that's, that's one time when that's God hilarious. Like, here's some faith for you. And that, that, super encouraged me to pray for people and to act in faith even when i think it could be him mm. um and and also that grew my brother's faith because now he was like 15 just starting to learn about god and now this happens and he's like mm. this god guy might be real that we've been talking right. about it's our whole lives so i think that's that's one of the that's such that an encouraging use. story it actually reminds me of that scripture of like um if you're faithful with the little god will entrust you with much mm. and it's like god is not gonna ask me to give my car away like he's not gonna start with something so white okay maybe maybe for you hey he might but i think in in your story it sounds like it it starts off small Mm. and the more and more you grow the bigger the things that god might ask for you and trust you with yeah that's actually true it started off with little to no personal cost of myself yeah and now it's it's it seems to be growing more and more so that's actually a good point i didn't even Mm. realize that Good point. I have a question for you. Oh, scary. How did you get so good at asking questions and, and listening to stories and stuff? Because I notice as I talk, mm. you pick out these like little nuggets of stuff and you're like, I'm going to talk about that, that, that. How did you get good at that? I mean, I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I don't know. Were thank you. you. Um, I, I don't know. I don't consider myself good at it. Mm. That's the, the wild part. Maybe it's the grace of God. You are good at it. I'm graceful. I would for say, it. I think you thank you. use it to advance this kingdom, not just in YouTube. Like, mm. if you're having a chat with someone and you ask a question like this, I don't know, but I'm feeling so special. invested in, <laughs> special and loved. I'm like, man, she's listening to my story. <laughs> and she's asking me questions. Mm. Use that, because it's really, really good. Thank you. I will. Maybe that's my faith start. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, because I, I speak a lot. I'm very good at speaking. Ah, same. Yeah. We'll make good pastors. Mm. <laughs> mm. Or at least I'm told. Allegedly, my if this guy's busy calling me mom from DC and I'm busy telling him I'm not a mom from DC, guys. I'm too young for that. Mm. My mom from DC days are coming, ne? but they're gonna come at like 25, 26. I just know God is gonna leave me as somebody, some pastor's wife. Did he tell you 25, 26, or did you tell him that? No, I've decided. You've decided? I've decided on behalf of God, I've taken the executive decision to decide. I did that once. <laughs> I, if I was where I decided to be, I would have been at the beach right now. My dear. But God is like, I have other plans, my boy. Ziakala. And it's been better. Way, it has way, been. way, But at the end of the day, I am going to be a pastor's wife. I know it. So, such is life. Could be a pastor. Or the pastor. Mm. And my husband is the pastor's husband. Or you guys are both pastors. Or even better, we're both, we're both pastors. But <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank mm. you so much. One last question before yes. we wrap it up. So, <clears throat> how did you learn 
to hear the voice of God for yourself. Because I think a lot of Christians like fall into this. There was actually, I think it was like the scripture of the day yesterday. Matthew chapter 7 or something where they were like, don't fall into formulas and shortcuts to getting to God. Mm -hmm. There isn't a formula and there isn't a shortcut. And you need to learn for yourself how to hear the voice of God. So how did you go about learning? for? I know it's bad because now I'm giving them, we're going to give them a formula, aren't we? Well, (laughs) we're going to give them a formula to not get stuck in formulas. Okay. So, I think the one of the key things for this, which I found, is community. Mm. I don't think I've ever received a word from God outside of community, except for very specific instances. Okay, touch further on that, because I don't think... Some people don't know what that means. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, community means being plugged into a group of people who love Jesus and love you. Now, plugged in doesn't mean we have a coffee once a month. Plugged in means these are the people I do life with. Yeah. If the people you do life with don't love Jesus, it's very likely that your life is going to reflect that as well. Mm. If your closest friends are loving God, it's very easy for you to love God. If your closest friends are drinking, flooking, having sex all the time, on the weekends with whoever, good chance your life is going to be reflecting that in one way or another. That's all forever. Yeah. <laughs> now... Some of the biggest words I've heard from God or the clearest words I've heard from God, I've always taken into community and been like, am I hearing God? Am I mm. hearing myself? What do you think? And they've had an input. Except for maybe I can think of one instance where God spoke to me and it wasn't that. And I didn't even realize God spoke to me because I wasn't even saved at the time. Okay. Which is crazy. I think it was one of those where spirit comes and rests upon you type deals. And I was 13 and he basically just gave me a vision and I was going through hard times at school and he gave me a vision to to understand why it was happening and, and the next steps to take and it really like it helped I had mm. no idea it was God until years later when I went oh my gosh this is how God speaks to me now he did that back then what um, so for me God speaks to me in a couple of ways visions I think majority and most reliably is his word um, and the first time that that happened in a big way was him turning up to church and um, basically my friend of mine just said hey dude I know you want to go to the coast and that sounds great and all but is it God and I was like damn I don't know if it's God because that sounds a lot like me yeah God can sound like us but there was no real God serving aspect in it or people serving aspect in it it was just self-serving then I was like God I need you to talk to me like please would you just tell me what to do um, and then I spoke to people about how do you hear God? How do you get an idea of what he's saying to you? Yeah. Um, and they gave me some ways they know God talks. And I was like, okay, cool. That's helpful. So he could talk through dreams. He could talk through visions. He could talk through um, songs. Some guys hear God through car number plates. Oh. God speaking ah. through number plates. I'm like, yeah. hey, guys. They, I think the methods are endless. Yeah. But... Um, when I was aware of them, I was like, okay, cool, I know what to look out for now. Yeah. Visions, da, da, da. And then when I was washing dishes, listening to rap music, the week I had to make a call about what I was doing in terms of my year after school. And you had a job offer at the time as well, right? Yeah, kind of. It was like a paid internship offer. And then there was a offer to work at the church, well, intern at the church, no pay. Um, and I was washing the dishes, listening to rap music, and I literally thought to myself, God's not going to speak to me now. I'm listening to rap music and I'm doing something completely secular. I'm not in my room with my Bible open. I don't know, listening to Hillsong. He's not going to talk to me. Um, funny enough, God was like, 
I bet. Isaiah 58, <laughs> verse 10. And I was like, Isaiah 58. So I took off my gloves and then pulled out my phone, Bible app. Hey, you fancy you wash dishes with gloves? Yeah, bro. Oh, oh. I told you my phone. Oh, yes. Okay, never mind. Carry on. So then pull out my Bible on my phone. I look it up and I was like, no freaking ways. God just spoke to me through scripture. While listening reading, to rap. I was He literally just dropped a verse in my head and it was exactly speaking into what I needed to know and he's done that a couple times now and every time I'm like <gasps> even if it's something I don't want to hear I get so excited by the fact that God spoke that I'm like like a giddy child just like shocking dad told me something yeah even though, so I was like just so giddy that my dad had spoken to me even if it was something rough like here's a very practical example that's happened you're disrespecting my daughters i want you to treat girls that relationship now and at the time i was like god has spoken but also like damn that hurt but mm. god said something to me this is awesome so it's such a weird balance of like every time god speaks i think i think you know yeah you go like i'm way too excited for this to make sense yeah. Like God just told me I'm disrespecting women and I need to go break up with a girl and I'm happy. Wild. What? So, I, f- I feel like that, that cliche saying, when it's God, you'll know. Yeah. It's true because when it is God, you will know. Mm. I don't think there'll be this like, oh, there might be at first. You might have to take that first step of faith because, I mean, everyone's story is different. I don't think so wild. Formula, like you said. But... In the end, I think you'll know, like, this was God or this wasn't God. But community. Community is key. I think yeah. if you're doing anything outside of community, it's a formula to to fail. Mm. Pretty much. Like, I, I, I hear people like, I'm not really a church person. Like, oh, so you must not be Christian. <laughs> yeah. Because Christianity is built around community. people. I mean, how many times have we heard, we're saved into we, not saved into me. Mm. You never hear in the in the Bible of, like, Oh, this apostle just did his own thing. Yeah. He didn't have people around him. He didn't have people he spoke to. He was to. just he rocking. Didn't, he didn't have leaders. He just he just vibed, did his own thing, built amazing churches. You don't hear that. It happened in community of people. Always. Always, 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 always. Even Jesus. I'm even reminded of Saul's story. Even Saul. Because Saul, when Saul was alone, he was rocking alone, but doing a maza, like doing yeah. bad things in the yeah. street. But the moment that he turned to Christ, like in that moment that the light shone on the street, and mm. I think it's Acts chapter 9 or something, you can go read the story there. On, on Damascus Road. Yes, on the road to Damascus, God literally sends a number of people his way to help him get into the purpose that yeah. he had destined him for. So you can actually even see the contrast between before he had Jesus, he had no community. But immediately when he got Jesus, I think his name was Ananias or Ananias. Yeah, or Ananias. That, but actually, that guy. what's funny is after that, he goes off into the wilderness. Mm. The wilderness. It's just like, it's debated where that was. But he goes off alone. And he's doing some stuff for, for God. Like he's proclaiming Christ and stuff. Yeah. But the impact is infinitely greater when he comes into the church and does it with people. There he's kind of just like, okay. That's good. Like, it's like one can put video, a thousand to flight. But people are trying to kill him because he's one man sharing the word of God. Yeah. And then when he gets into community, then things start to happen. Then you start to hear about churches being planted. And then this man's a problem because he's sharing the word of God and doing so, so effectively. So I don't think you can do Christianity alone. That's good. Mm. Love that. 
Love that for us. Love that for us, bestie. Well, that was Santana. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. We really appreciate your time. And make sure that you do follow Santana. Keep up with his story. I keep looking at the camera like the visuals are still there. Yeah, That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> but keep up with Santana. Keep up with his story on Instagram. Um, don't subscribe to Barbara. Like the videos. Exactly. Subscribe. And that also. Become a member. Is that a thing? Yes, become, become a, a member. member. And watch the Support. full episode of Santana's Conversation. Cheers.